Welcome to another episode of Outside Shots. Uh, as always, my man Eddie Johnson right here uh, wearing his... Uh, yeah, he's just wearing a hat. We don't what do you mean wearing a hat? We've won 10 out of 12 games. You've won four runs in the last two games. You watch the show play. No, I haven't been watching the Cubs. They actually scored. Fire. Actually, they scored 36 runs in the last two games. Well, whatever, whatever, whatever. whatever it is. That's all right. I'll correct you. Unless you're well, on they should have got two. They should have got two more. They should have got two more. Eddie is on a whole nother level. Just so you all know. Oh, by the way, I'm sorry. We're always presented by OGs, but uh, but he is on a whole nother level right now. Came in guns blazing. Came at our producer right off the bat. Like I mean. We just need to temper it down a little bit. And speaking of a little bit of agitation, we'll go ahead and get started with our guy, Bradley Beal, because uh, uh, apparently there's this rumor uh, and it hasn't really been confirmed, but a, there's a couple people that have, that have said this happened. Uh, it's still whatever. I'll tell you the situation. Uh, this kid by the name of Cooper Flagg, a high school prospect. He's uh, actually one of the top three prospects in the country, depending on what recruiting service you look at, was uh, visiting Jason Tatum's camp, uh, participating in Jason Tatum's basketball camp, and Bradley Beal was there. Yeah, And they ended up playing one-on-one. And you know, Eddie, I'm sure you can attest, sometimes when you're at basketball camps, uh, you know you're a professional and you might not take said player all that seriously you're not d them up like it's game seven of the nba finals that's for damn sure and well uh, apparently this kid got a little bit you know he got the best of bradley beal in a in a moment or two or maybe the game it hasn't been confirmed and if you know anything about cooper flag um he talks a lot of shit hey a lot of shit and bradley beal did not like it apparently and to the fact that he he came at the kid as well, like not not physically, but verbally. Um, to which Bradley Beal did reply, uh, "That's cap. That did not happen. That's bullshit. Whatever." Right. Uh, so we'll, we'll we'll go ahead and run some some highlights of this kid, uh, Cooper Flag. We'll give him a little bit of love. I mean, hey, listen, you know he, he's he's a good player. I've seen him personally play. I saw him uh, at the EYBL out uh, on the east side. Um, uh, about two months ago during the Sun series against the Nuggets, and he was playing out there. He's a good player. He's a good player. He's got some athleticism. He can shoot from the outside. Uh, he's got he's got some game. Uh, but we're still talking about Bradley Beal. Eddie, what are your thoughts on this? Well, uh, I heard it on Sirius XM radio, uh, the morning show, uh, little Frankie Isola and Brian Scalabrini. That's when I heard it. I, I didn't read it on social networking. I actually heard Brian Scalabrini. Now, I tweeted it out, my response to it, and people were getting on me, and they were saying, oh, Eddie, that's a fake account, and he didn't say that. You know, and my response to these stoops and these water boys, these couch potatoes, is I do my homework. I do my research. Why don't you? Like, don't tell me it's fake. I heard him say it. He said it live on radio. He said Cooper Flag got the best of Bradley Beal. He heard, and and he was talking smack to him, and he let he let Bradley Beal have it. So Scalabrini is the one that echoed that out, mm-hmm. and it's in, to me it's embarrassing that Scalabrini said that because Scalabrini knows he's been in the league that NBA players aren't in NBA mode against anybody that's not NBA in the offseason. Yes. Like, Bradley Beal is so excited about playing for the Phoenix Suns. 
you think he's going to take it that personal to go 110% against a high schooler who who might not sniff the league? And I will say that in respect because we've had some great high school players that didn't make it to the NBA, all right? Although looked highly and favorably at the level that they're at. Mm-hmm. So my point when I say that, and I think the kid probably will, will make the league, but my point is, don't talk junk and don't be saying stuff like that, especially Scalabrini, until the kid can actually prove it against at least college competition. He's doing this against little frail high school kids. Give me a break. Most high, 60% of high school kids, they play. You know why they play high school ball? So they can get a date to the prom. <laughs> Seriously. I mean, like, oh, they can get a girlfriend. It's almost like joining a frat. Like, I had guys that look like the biggest nerds going. Really, I won't say the guy's name. I will talk about somebody in particular, but I won't say his name. Oh, Johnny Barnes. But anyway, <laughs> this dude, man, was the biggest nerd going at the University of Illinois campus. Mm-hmm. Nerd. It ain't like he washed up in the morning. Didn't comb his hair. Okay. At a time where you're supposed to comb your hair. Now, sure. in today's sure. world, you don't have to comb your hair. He joined and, and made uh, the, the Q's. Syracuse? No, the Q. He joined the Q frat. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay, okay, okay. This dude had women on him like no other. He combed his hair. He started dressing a little nice. This dude had women on him. That's what a lot of these kids in high school, man, they play on the team. Or even walk on on college. They have no ambitions. And so he's out there destroying these high school kids. And now he plays Bradley Beal in the camp. Bradley Beal's doing Jason Tatum a favor because they're childhood friends. He's like his mentor. And, you know, he probably hadn't even stretched. Yeah. So he's supposed to go full out against this kid? No. Mono, mono. So for Scalabrini to bring that up was just silly. It's like, come on, dude. I understand you was on the bench a lot in your career, so you probably you probably feel like you're Cooper Flag. And he works out Cooper Flag, by the way, which means he's trying to market him and hype him up, you know, mm-hmm. for the NBA people. Scalabrini trying to get some extra money. We know what you're doing. Uh, so yeah, I'm not buying that, man. <laughs> Uh, Cooper Flag is again. We're not going to besmirch him because he is a highly recruited athlete. He's getting recruited by Duke, UConn, uh, uh, Kansas, UCLA, Kansas State, you know, et cetera, et cetera. And so um, there's a lot of teams that like what he brings to the table. He he is expected to come out in 2025, um, or at least be eligible to go to um, to college in 2025. But he could reclass next year. Um, which he most likely will do because he's got that kind of ability. But again, to Eddie's point, I agree. I listen like it, it, that review guy on our in our chat right now says, if the Bradley Beal story is true, show me the video. If it really happened, there would be thirty cell phone videos of it. That's what I thought, and I agree. Like Pixar didn't happen. Even Point if he blank. beat him, but even if he beat him, it's, it's irrelevant. It's irrelevant it's because irrelevant. It, Bradley Beal has everything to lose. Yep. Like he, he he's not going to go out there and push himself in the off season against. Now, if that was he and Jason Tatum going at it, different story. Yep. Bradley Beal don't have no respect for Cooper Flag right now. He's a high schooler. Yeah. Please. No, I, I mean, I had no respect for Steph Curry as a seven-year-old, and that fool almost beat me. That's because I wasn't playing hard. 
right? And he was raining them little long little jumpers, <laughs> and I would like just half guard them. And he just like on his in his garage, like in the in the in the driveway, he just peppering away. And he started having that little swag on him. And then I had to do the old man move on him. <laughs> Start gangsting him. <laughs> Take that, you little. And he was hot. And he remembers it to this day. Does he really? Oh, yes, he does. No. I, I did Isaiah Thomas the same way. Isaiah Thomas, the, the great Isaiah Thomas, yeah, was a, was an eighth grader getting ready to go into high school. We, born, we, we grew up in the same neighborhood. Mm -hmm. His uncles brought him over to the court, played me one-on-one. -on -one. At that time, I was the number one player in the state. And I'm messing around, messing around, and he killing me. And I just, okay. I just went to the old man move to start gangsta. I mm -hmm. said, this is why you're not ready. That's all. This is why you're not ready. You know, so, you know, I, I just, I, that, that just. I love the fact that you said old man move because uh, my kids will do that shit. They'll, they'll, they'll play and then they'll get, you know, they get a little hot or whatever. Yeah. And I'm like, all right, let's go. And you just, you got to go. You got to just. Taste, test their heart. Yeah. Test their yeah, heart. Exactly. Test their heart. That is exactly true. Uh, like I said, I've seen Cooper Flag play in person. Uh, he's a good player. Um, but again, it's not against NBA competition. It's not against guys like Bradley Beal that are playing at a high level or or even into it at all. So uh, take that for what it's worth. It's it's kind of a useless topic, to be honest. But hey, we it's have nothing else to talk about this summer, so we're going to fucking talk about it. the world we're in, man. You get, yeah. Like I said, these couch potatoes, water boys, man. That's take. That's one for their world. <laughs> Cooper yeah. Flag, mm. eat Bradley Beal. Here's a crazy stat. Um, uh, I think my guy Sam Cooper put this out there this morning. He said, uh, guess who led the Suns in minutes played this season? Who led them in minutes played? Mm -hmm. During the regular season. Wow. Mikhail? Yeah. By five minutes over DA. Isn't that crazy? And uh, I, I bring that up because Mikhail had some interesting things to say about uh, how it got uh, how the whole thing went down in terms of him getting traded and his relationship with the Brooklynettes. So take a listen. Katie said he want to go Phoenix. So it was kind of in the back of my head because, you know, we're not dumb. Like, if you want to come here, you know, I was gone and Cam Johnson knew we was <laughs> like, I knew like, so I'm like, well, it ain't book leaving. <laughs> I'll take his DA and I'll take his CB. So like, I always made jokes to me and Cam. I'm like, damn, Katie, about to come here, bro. Pack your bags. We out of here. <laughs> But then it died down. Season came on. We was about to play Brooklyn the day before, and we, had, we was going to practice, and something about Kyrie coming to Phoenix. Then it brought back the memories of the summer, and I'm like, oh, sh like, here oh, we go. Yeah. And then when the Katie thing happened, I was just like, damn, I didn't think that was really going to happen. Right. Even when I got to Brooklyn that day before when we was about to play him, I was around in the gym like, this is my home. Dapping the guys up uh, that work there like, I'm going to see you, bro. I'm going to be back here a couple of days. And I get Traded two days later. <laughs> so it's like some karma on my for that one. Uh, that's wild. That was on the Paul George podcast, uh, which is, uh, I, lo I love that his podcast. He does a re really great job, again, of getting in deep with players and, and talking about the game and stuff like that. But Mikhail uh, kind of letting it loose about, you know, how that all went down. I think it's funny because we all felt kind of those same emotions. You know, when, when the rumors of KD coming here in the, in the offseason last year were happening about this time, uh, we all were like, oh, man, who are they going to trade? Are they going to trade Mikhail? Are they going to trade Cam or whatever? And it's funny to hear Mikhail say that, like, he was talking to Cam. I'm like, dude, you know we're going, right? Like, if if, if KD's coming, we're going because they're not going to trade Book. Uh, and it's funny to even hear him say that uh, they didn't think that they were going to trade DA. And I know there was a lot of rumors about DA. The Nets not really wanting DA. So to hear that cycle and then come back 
and then go through it all over again. He threw out Kyrie, who we've talked about multiple times about the potential of Kyrie possibly becoming a son. And that didn't happen. And it ended up being KD. Uh, Just a fascinating perspective to see what goes on. They're no different. Professional athletes are no different than us. The way we look at these trades and these scenarios and what could happen. Well, and but the athletes have an advantage. Their agents is keeping them up to date on stuff. They hear stuff uh, that we don't hear immediately. And you know, Mikael is a student of the game. Uh, he's he's one of the most tremendous players I've ever been around in regards to professionalism, loving the game, wanting to play, great teammate, humble. And you know what I tell people is, and, and Mikael and Cam understood this. In order to get something good, you got to give up something good. Like the Bradley Beal situation was unique in that he had a no trade. So that was different, but it was no trade kind con- uh, clauses involved here. So in order to get something good, you got to give up something good. The reason why Damian Lillard is still in Portland is because they don't think that Miami is offering them anything back that's good. Mm-hmm. The reason Gobert is in Minnesota is because Minnesota gave Utah the farm. That's why. The reason Kevin Durant is in Phoenix is because the Suns gave them the farm. They gave them Mikael Bridges. They gave them Cam Johnson. They gave them first-round draft picks. So in order to get something, you have to give up something. And as a player, you're sitting there and you're surmising, as he did, like, okay, it's me, you know, and he's okay with it because he understands it's the nature of the business. And, and that's why I love this kid. I happened to see him a couple of weeks after that at the All-Star game, and I just hugged him and told him I was just so proud of him the way that he was playing and how professional he was. And he thanked me, you know, in his low-key manner way. It's funny, Mikael is so low-key and humble outside the camera or whatever and his teammates. But in front of the camera and his teammates, he's a different guy. Mm-hmm. And so we miss him. I mean, trust me. And that hotel that morning when that trade was announced, uh-huh. I mean, you saw grown men down there crying. Yeah. So to me, that should let Mikael and Cam know that it wasn't personal. Yeah. Like sometimes you can get traded and you know it's just personal. They just don't like you. They want you away from the team. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It wasn't the case with them. It was just pure... I'm going to Brooklyn, and they're getting back one of the greatest players in the history of the game in Kevin Durant, and I cannot be mad about that. Uh, yeah, no, I, listen, Mikhail has always been a fan favorite. Uh, he's a tremendous human being, tremendous player. Um, you know, it, we, we've talked about it at length about the way he handled everything and, and really how he, he conducted himself while he was here in the Suns uniform. So we wish him nothing but the best except for when he plays the Suns. That's just how that is. Um, I just I love the perspective that he has. He continues to have such a unique perspective and such a grasp on reality when it comes to to this league. It feels like he doesn't really take too many things personal until he needs to trigger something personal to activate whatever level of play that he's trying to get to, which I think is a great mentality. Because he loves basketball. Yeah. Like, I mean, to me, that's how I was as a person. I played on seven different teams. I got traded in my uniform. <laughs> like, as a Phoenix son, I, I actually sitting in the locker room, had my uniform on. We can ready to play the Nets in New Jersey. And Cotton calls me over and says, Eddie, we traded you. 
like, and okay, I had an emotional breakdown, boom, upset, boom, as soon as I got back to my room, because I was going to take a flight and meet Seattle in, in Milwaukee. Boom, yeah, I, I was right back. I, I completely forgot you got treated mid-season. I was right back. Like, I was like, okay, next team, next man up. Because, yeah. dude, growing up in the city of Chicago, not knowing if I could survive the next day, Yeah. you think I give a rat you know what about what team I play on in the NBA? Yeah. <laughs> Hell no. All I wanted was to get as many years as I did, and I stole an extra five, all right? <laughs> I got eight, to 17 years in, 18 total. And that's it. I walk away. Thank you. And now I've been still working with NBA team. This be my what, 24th, 25th year. Yeah. So that's the goal. And Mikhail understands it, man. And and that's why he's going to play a long time. And that's why he's going to have so much success. I'd be disappointed if he didn't make the all-star team this year. If he didn't make, obviously, all defenses he normally does. Uh, I expect all those great things from him, man. Because this kid, he understands the game to a high level. Well, you can get to a high level if you want to take partake in some OGs. Uh, OGsBrands.com is the best edible out there. Uh, you can go to OGsBrands.com just to check out uh, the closest dispensary to you to find these edible delights. They got the fruits. They got the creams. They got this new Happy Balance Gummy, which is a one-to-one THC to CBD ratio. Um, it's fantastic, especially if you got some aches and pains going on and you just want to level down a little bit. Fantastic gummy. So check it out, ogsbrands.com, and make sure you are 21 years of age and older to partake. Uh, there's a lot of drama going on around Dame, uh, and really, uh, this is kind of giving me a little bit of CP3 vibes. Uh, Chris Paul, for those of you who don't recall, uh, back in the day was about to get traded to the Lakers, and at the time, then-Commissioner David Stern squashed it um, for a variety of different reasons. Uh, now we fast-forward. Dame... Obviously, there was the rumor going around that um, that his agent had basically influenced teams and said, if you try to trade for Dame, like he will not he will not abide by the trade um, or he won't do certain things that you want him to do, uh, to which the NBA had to get involved and send a memo to all the teams saying that if you if you trade for Damian Lillard, he is still expected to to perform the details of those con that contract like. We can't we can't be t telling teams that they can't trade for players and because these players are not going to play for them or they're not going to do what they're being paid to do um, or it will result in some type of a fine uh, to which now Dame's people and his representation has come back again and said, no, we will we will abide by those rules. We will abide by whatever. And but that his ultimate destination is still Miami. It's a really complicated and kind of um, it's kind of a messy situation but again when we go back to talking about Dame I feel like it's a, a it's a day later and a dollar short yeah uh, I just think Dame handled it wrong like and Dame Lillard is a tremendous individual uh, not one time does he ever walk past me and does not speak I mean he could, he'll make a U-turn out of his way because he respects the game uh, he's a tremendous leader uh, for those teams in Portland. Uh, all, everything I hear about him, he's a great teammate. Uh, he obviously has been great for the city of Portland. But he made he's made some fatal mistakes in regards to his rhetoric in 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 the space of you know loyalty, uh, joining teams, all of that. Right over the years, as you well know. 
he's been constantly saying, oh, I'm not joining nobody. You know, I must make it work here. Mm -hmm. I'm not into that joining, which is obviously a direct shot at, say, the LeBrons of the world, the KDs of the world, and all of them, and saying he's not going to do it. And my response all the time was like, you're saying that now, Dane, but as your career starts to go on the down, and now you say, oh, it's like life, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, if you don't really have a great life and you're not trying to do all the things, you turn 50 and all of a sudden 50 is like so negative to you, you get depressed because now you feel like you don't have much time to do all the things you wanted to do. Yeah. Yeah. And and so shit, I feel like that at 40. Yeah, well, well, it's it, it's whatever age you are, right? And I think with him now he's feeling the pressure. Mm -hmm. I might not win a title. I might not win a title. All these years he's been saying, ah, "If I don't win a title, I'm good with it. I don't want to join nobody. I want to stay in Portland." He is so aggressive now to get out of there, even worse than LeBron never did that. LeBron always left as a free agent. He was never under contract when he left and joined mm -hmm. anybody. He was a free agent. Yeah. Uh, so that's why I hate when people put him in that argument. But other guys that have left, they understood the urgency of trying to win a title. And I had no issue with that. I, I, did, I, I have to admit, I'm not going to be a hypocrite. I was a little disappointed after watching KD and Russ almost beat Golden State the year before in 2016. Yeah, that he left. That he left. No, not that he left. It's that he went to them. Yeah. yeah. I had no issue with KD leaving. You know, he could. it was Boston. It was all other teams, right? Mm -hmm. The reason why I didn't want him to go there was basically selfish on my part and that because I didn't want him to make it easier for a team that I thought that he should have beaten the year before. Yeah. And he was, and he's always been one of my favorite but, players. But I would say that that's that's the reason why he probably did it is to honestly, I don't know Kevin Durant on a on a personal level, obviously, but I do feel like there was some level of this bullshit that everybody keeps saying about like I could have one of the best careers ever, but if I don't find my way to a title, then it completely delegitimizes my entire career. You know what? I'm gonna go get a ring. And I'm going to take that off the board. And it might be the easiest path to a ring ever, but at least you can't say I didn't win a ring. Well, it's kind of trivial. No, no, I, I look, I, and, and I'll, I'll respond to that in a second. But no, no, my thing was I think he could have, he would have won a title in Boston. He would have won a title in another team because he's that damn good. He might not like, have been Phoenix. No, no, no. We had a no, 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 no. What I'm saying is he's that damn good. <laughs> he was in his, he was in his super prime then. Yeah. So you got to understand the magnitude of how I view. Kevin Durant sure. like I didn't view him as him needed to be carried by somebody yeah I viewed him as the carrier like that's how at that point in time when he was in Oklahoma City you know it was him it was LeBron those were my favorite players because I felt like them dudes can carry somebody and so that was my disappointment just to go on the Golden State yeah because I knew when he went to Golden State they were gonna win yeah I knew that he would in my opinion be the best player on that team uh, and I knew in the finals when it came tough time, he was going to step up, and he did, and he got finals MVP two straight years. Mm -hmm. I already knew that was going to happen when he decided to go there because yeah. he's that damn good. So I don't have any issue with guys going after their title is what I'm saying because ultimately at the end, people are going to ridicule them for it. Look what they do to Carl Malone, right, how they talk about Charles. Like they're going to do it. And I was saying, Dane – 
Dang, you're going to leave. And I would say it on the radio show, Sirius yeah. XM NBA Today radio show, uh, one to four every day Pacific time. Eddie will be hosting on Monday and Tuesday this week. Oh, coming up. oh. So, yeah. so check it out. But anyway, I knew, I knew it. So dang, I was arguing that all the time for the last few years. My coach was like, ah, oh, no, he's one of them ones. He's not LeBron. He's not them guys. He's not going to change. I said, Dame Lillard will ask to get out because the desperation of his career is at hand now, and he wants to win. But he's doing it the wrong way. Mm. He should have said more than one team. Yeah. He should not have specifically targeted Miami, even though he wanted to go to Miami. He should have said, this is, this is about five or six teams I don't mind going to, but privately telling his agent to tell, look, no, no, I want Miami first. He didn't do that. He said, I just want to go to Miami. <laughs> well, the team's backed out. My, my thought is he's not going to get traded to Miami. He's going to be on another team without a doubt. Somebody's going to jump up. You think he's going to get traded at all? Yeah. If, well, if he doesn't, he's going to be back in Portland. And guess what? Dame Lillard will play. Yeah. He's a professional. Yeah. He's a professional, man. I have no doubt that he'd play and he'd be fine. Uh, but I don't think it's going to be in Miami because they don't have anything. Tyler Hero is not what they need. They got guards. They got Tyler Heroes yeah. on their team. Yeah. They don't need him. So they got to get a third team. And guess what? A third team is not going to be willing to help them. Okay, New Orleans is the one team I believe that has players to send to Portland without a third team. I think that would be a team that would go after him, and I truly believe David Griffin in the last couple of hours of the time and seeing that Dame Lillard's a little desperate is going to be the one that's going to offer them a heck of a deal. Hmm, interesting. Somebody else said that in the chat as well, so that that's fascinating. Uh, I mean, to be honest with you, we just I just think Damian Lillard needs it. He needs to go somewhere where he can actually be competitive and, and be back in the playoffs. I think we all want to see that. But I, I agree. I think he's he's completely he pushed the cart down the road too far and now it's now now got away from him, to be honest with you. And so um before we do wrap this show up, we do have one other topic that my man uh, Eddie wants to bring up, and it's Shaq and his top ten list. Uh, Shaq's top 10 list consists of said players, uh, Magic, Kobe, uh, Michael, and then you have LeBron and then himself. And then you have uh, Curry, Iverson, Thomas, uh, Isaiah Thomas, uh, Tim Duncan, and then Carl Malone. Uh, I will start with you, Eddie. Uh, first initial thoughts on that top 10 list. Hold on. I don't know if Shaq sits up. <laughs> he just does stuff on purpose. Uh, just to, you know, because he's a marketing genius, without a doubt. He's the George Foreman of, of this generation in regards to marketing. And and so sometimes I have to, like, take a look at what he says and then maybe say, okay, he's jiving. I don't know if he's jiving based on him putting himself on the list. And not only that, and I love Shaq. Shaq definitely one of the top ten players in the history of this game. And he's the most dominant big man ever since Will Chamberlain, but without a doubt. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so it's always an insult to people that love certain players to say, oh, well, they're not top five, and they talking about they view that as an insult. That's not an insult to Skill O'Neal. I believe he is a top 10 player all time. He's just not number five. Uh, and he's not put, – put that back up, please, for a there's, second. There's and, no Celtics on this list And he's all. just – and he's not and, – <laughs> and he's not Larry and, – and he's not higher than Larry Bird. Okay, and for damn sure he's not higher than Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. 
Like and, and Jabbar, and he he had Jabbar eleventh on this list. I don't know what the asterisk was, but give me a break, Shaq. You, like no, I love Shaq, but no. Kareem had the single most dominant scoring move in of all time, the sky hook. There was no, it was indefensible. Yeah, and like and, and there's a, a a couple other players that I feel like he just completely left off. Like I love Allen Iverson, but I don't feel like I don't either. I don't feel he's like Allen Iverson 10. is a top ten. No, player. he's not. Top I really 10. don't. He's not. Uh, Tim Duncan, yes, I will give you Tim Duncan. Of course, Carl Malone, I could you can make an argument for that just because he was so proficient. Um, Scoring-wise, he was one of the best power forwards of all time, if not the best power forward of all time. I can give you that. But I I, I just – there's there's just too many other players that I'm like – like I'm sorry, Kevin Durant it, it should be in the top 10. He's a top 10 player. He's quite possibly – he's the first big, in my opinion, that could do everything, could do everything – and could shoot the lights out and take over, as you said, an entire game by himself because he's that damn good. Um, all these other players are fantastic. Don't get me wrong. I just there's a lot of things wrong with this top ten list, and it's a very biased list, obviously yeah. by Shaq standards. I have a hard time anointing guys while they're still playing, uh, and you know people know I'm a LeBron fan, and I have I, I do not say that LeBron's the goat right now. I'll just make comparisons to he and MJ. But uh, Magic Johnson is the GOAT to me. Like, Magic Johnson to me is the greatest basketball player ever. When I say basketball player, I'm not – I'm talking about overall lifting his teammates, uh, leadership, uh, just winner uh, from the moment he stepped on the basketball floor, uh, wins a national championship, steps in the NBA, wins an NBA championship – uh, it's, if you take a poll of, of players that are offensive-minded players and you gave them a list, Magic will top that list of point guards because you know why? Those guys know that they will excel playing with him. And to me, that's a basketball player. Yeah. Like in baseball, they don't do what people do in basketball. Like, okay, uh, like Babe Ruth was a great home run hitter. Hank Aaron was a great home run hitter. But you won't say that they're the greatest player ever because you go, you're judging in all nuances of the game. To me, Barry Bonds is the greatest baseball player ever, no matter what you say, what yep. he did. Same. He did it all. Like, so when I look at basketball players, that's how I look at it. And so the top four, like, I love Kobe. I think Kobe is the most maniacal player, dedicated, smartest guy. I've said this time and time again on our show. He's the smartest player ever to me. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it's just amazing. I, I would just sit up and just watch him play. I mean, watch him talk and just be mesmerized. But I wouldn't have wanted to play with he and MJ in my prime yeah. unless I just wanted to just be a guy and just get titles. That's fine. But in my prime, I'm not thinking that. Yeah, I want to be part of it. They took a lot of damn shots. Kobe missed more shots than most people ever take. Yeah. So I don't think he's top – Two, I don't think – I think Kobe's in the top ten. But I, my estimation of top five right now and, – and like I said, no order because, again, do I actually believe, in my opinion, that LeBron is going to send to that number? Probably, in my opinion, right? I don't I, I try to argue with you. But in my opinion, is right now in there is Magic. It's, it's LeBron. Not, and I'm just not in order, people, okay? 
uh, MJ, Kareem, right? And Bill Russell. And Bill Russell's in there because of his galvanized leadership, not because of his overall ability, but it turned into 11 freaking championships. Well, it turned into 11 championships during a time of just – you know, obviously, civil unrest across the country. Right, can drink water at the same fountain. Court. Come yeah. on, man. Yeah. come on. Just crazy. In so. a city that was, is, you know, was one of the most racist cities at the time in Boston, and he's talked about that. You know, so you know, no disrespect to Kobe. Not saying he's in the top five. It has nothing to do with that. It's just that's my opinion. As everybody has their opinion, but Shaq putting himself in top <laughs> over Kareem. <laughs> I love Shaq, but come on, Shaq. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, no. <laughs> um, that's it, folks. That's all we had. It was a nice, easy little ride here. Uh, also, we started hella early because you know Eddie can't schedule things properly. So that's just how it goes. That's how life is. So he came in hot, hot today, but he's gonna leave nice and cold because uh, never cold. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you can follow. You me got at, two at more Jump years of me on Suns Telecast. I just, you know, signed my deal yesterday. Oh yeah, yeah. Two more years. Yeah. Congratulations. Well, yeah, yeah. They figure they won't go the year year route because I'm old now. They thinking I might jump up and just retire. So they, you know, they kind of gave me a carrot by giving me, there you go, you know, two years. Hey, two years is is, is two. Uh, uh, two good years. My Italian tight. I gotta go get my Italian tight suit. This guy. All right, you can follow the great him. Great Ann Myers too will be doing uh, a lot of games this year as well. So. You can follow him at Jumpshot Eight on Twitter. You can follow me at Salt underscore Brooklyn. You can follow the show uh, from time to time on PHNX Suns uh, on Twitter as well. Uh, so check it out. We'll see you later. Peace.